Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you're in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Let's get it. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good people. Wednesday, June 22nd, 2022. Y'all decided to wake y'all asses up with Ray G. And for that, we are happy. We are appreciative. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for tapping in early this morning. Hit the thumbs up button. Subscribe. Like the content while you're here. If you're in the building, goddamn it, hit the thumbs up button, baby. Who we got in the building? I see Dynasty Barry, uh, Lindsey Mack, Fizzle Dollars, James, EV in the building, Marlon, Roro, Jimbo. What's going on, baby? Uh, Ty in the building. Matt Bruning here. Seven Goat Rings. Gretchen, good morning to you all. And uh, I just got to give a shout out, Jay. I'm going to bring Jay in in a second. Shout out to one of the patrons, Destination Debbie patron. She's been a patron for, hell, a couple of years now. Lindsey Mack. Lindsey Mack. We talked about Lindsey Mack on an episode uh, a couple of, I think like last week. And we talked about her because in her her fantasy league, dynasty league, whatever it was, where she finished at, I believe it may have been last place, her punishment was to take the ACT and Lindsey Mack got her test scores back, Jay Rich. I don't know if you saw in the Discord. Lindsey Mack got a 30 on her ACT. And I don't think she studied very hard for it, but she got a 30. And apparently, that's pretty damn good. So, uh, Lindsey, congratulations on getting into Yale, Harvard, Stanford, wherever you want to go. Um, you didn't even try hard. And look, you're just super smart. So, proud of Lindsey Mack. Shout out. You come be a patron. You can score high ACT scores as well as find out some savvy dynasty moves. Jay Rich, how you doing this morning? And give Lindsey Mack a shout out, baby. I'm good, man. Uh, I didn't even know. What is the ACT out of? Never written one? Heard of it? No idea what it's about? Is it good? Is 30 good? Like, Ray, do you even know what it's out of? Oh, bro. I mean, mean, good for Lindsey Mack. If she got a 30, I'm sure that's good. So if you, I mean, like you said, if you need help with your ACTs, just talk to Lindsey Mack. Come join the Patreon. Talk to Lindsay Mack. She'll Talk help to you Lindsay out. Mack. I can't say she's going to do it because I can't speak for her, but you never know. If you ask politely, maybe she'll help you out. So congrats to Lindsay Mack for that. That's awesome. Um, the punishment, not great, but the result, not so <laughs> bad. So you got to take that for sure. But good morning to everybody and the people that are joining in today. Yep, yep, yep. Jay, we got a big show. Um, there, there are some big news items that we would love to dive deeper into, and maybe we'll do that on Friday. Um, Deshaun Watson... I believe 22 or 20, 20. something. 20, 20 of his 24 cases. Yeah, 20 of the have 24 cases have come to a settlement agreement. Um, I, I think this means we're going to see some sort of resolution to the saga soon. Uh, Rob Gronkowski said that he's retiring from football. Uh, yep. J.K. Dobbins apparently is going to – reports are – rumors are he's going to start the regular season – on the pup list, and this has been a topic of a hot topic in our Discord, Jay, of what we what you do with J.K. Dobbins at this point, right? If he's going to miss games, if he's not going to be 100% to start the season, like what do you want? What are, what are our expectations in Dynasty? Hot topic. 
Um, I'm seeing Michael Gallup in the news. You said Chris Godwin's in the news. There's rumor mills yeah. about Godwin. Traylon Burks starting off as the wide receiver three in Tennessee. Yeah. Like it's there's a lot of rumors that we can dive into um, and, and and talk about. We didn't even get to Baker Mayfield, and I mean there's just a lot of shit going on right now. Um, because we're ramping up for training camp, but we do not have the time to do that today because we really want to dive into some strategy today. Uh, we've been talking about a big league that we started over in our Discord, a 28-team dynasty league, right? And and let me just lay out the foundation of how we're going to discuss this. We're going to talk player values. We're going to look at some teams. We're going to have the people, the YouTube comments, tell us what teams look the best in their opinion based off of the budget that these teams had. So it's a 28-team league. It's 14 teams on one side, 14 teams on the other side. It's the old Heisman tier members in our Discord, so the OGs, the highest tier that you can be at, patreon.com forward slash all gas. It's 14 of the old heads. That's me, that's Jay Rich, that's Jordan Backus, that's Mike and Adam from 4D Chess, that's Gene from Off the Line Fantasy, Matt Bruning is an OG. So it's all of us versus the new the new Heisman tier members, the guys that just signed up a month ago, two months ago. I know Dynasty Barry, he's on the new Heisman side and some other people that you all may be familiar with just by being a part of this group in the morning. So we did this big league, right? 14 teams on one side, 14 teams on the other side. The winner of each conference will face off for the ultimate championship, one new guy versus one old guy for a pot of, I believe, $2,800, a custom Destination Debbie wrestling belt, like the real deal, not the Nerf plastic shit, the real deal, weekly payouts. This is a this is a big league, man. So you've got to compete against 27 other league mates. You can trade between conferences. Uh, it's just chaos. So we did this auction style. And uh, there's not a lot of strategy out there, Jay, on... Um, auction startups. And I do believe, and I don't know how you feel having gone through this exercise, I think auction is the superior way to do a dynasty startup. Now, 14-team leagues aren't my favorite particularly. Um, they're challenging. 16-team leagues, there's no shot in hell I'm participating in one. I did, I did one and I hated it. 14 is like my threshold for league size, right? So it's it's challenging. The quarterback values are inflated. Normally, your team is going to look deficient at one area, like some part of your team in a 14-team league is not going to look good. Now, I forgot to say it's double copy. So there's two Mahomes, two Herberts, two Jonathan Taylors, right? And shit, you can trade them all, right? Um, but we just finished this, Jay, and I think the results were quite fascinating. So uh, anybody out there thinking about starting, you know, joining an auction league, I, I think it's the superior way to draft in a startup. Uh, there are a lot of takeaways, a lot of lessons, and we're going to show you guys the value, sort of show you what we paid for these players, show you six or seven teams, and we don't have time to get through all 27, 28 teams, so we'll put the link in the description if you want to see what some of the other teams and the other rosters look like. Jay, real quick, what was what's just your overall takeaway for the people as we get into this exercise? What should they be paying attention to? Um, how should they be looking at these teams in terms of oh, this team was good, this team was bad? I think the first thing you want to look at, most importantly, is how the tiers kind of shake out from just the overall player standpoint. You know, we're used to looking at these players in tiers and taking them in rounds, but when you start allocating money to that, I think you have to approach them a little bit differently. And Ray, to kind of talk about your earlier point, I just, 
I think that, you know, while auctions are awesome and I love them, I think they are the best way to dynasty, but you really need a good active group. You can't just walk into an auction and have people kind of not showing up, not being there because it just makes the process not as fun. You know, we had a super active group, makes a big difference. I mean, I think, I think you did mention this, but it was two separate drafts, right? So it's a double copy, but it's two yes, completely yes, separate yes, drafts. Sorry. So we had the new guys up against the new guys and the old guys up against the old guys. So that posed its own problems because if you see one player go off the board on one side for $100, then that kind of sets the market in the other drafts. And you kind of look back and forth as to how things shake out. We're not going to get into all of that. But it was interesting to see players go for different values in different leagues. And so I think it's important to remember that this is not a widespread. You can draft this player for this value, and this is where we would take them completely dependent on the league, your budget, and kind of how it shakes out. And you talked about this yesterday. Ultimately, when these guys get nominated impacts the price too because money is available at different times. So there's so much that goes into it. We're going to break down kind of as much as we can today and explain our strategy, the different teams, and why we think some people were more successful than others at certain team builds and why, essentially, to really give you a feel for how the draft shake sh shook out and how we feel about it kind of heading into the offseason now. Yeah, and to answer the question, no, you cannot hold two Josh Allens, two Jonathan Taylors, can't do it, but two Josh Allens, two Herberts, two Mahomes can be on one Available side trade, right? of the conference, right? So um let's let's get into it. Let's 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 start out by looking at uh let's start out by looking at the quarterback values. And there are no teams associated with it, but let's just take a look at the top 13 quarterback values in this league. 14 teams, super flex, tight end premium, bunch of fucking uh, bonuses. But here's how the quarterback shaked out. So we had four quarterbacks. And this is just the new Heisman side, right? This is, I mean, this is just the old Heisman side, right, Jay? This is just Yeah, the this is the OG's, OG this is the side. the OG side. So this is me, Jay Rich, JB, Adam, Mike, 40 guys, Gene, Eric, uh, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Lamar Jackson, the four quarterbacks that went for $300 or more. So 30% of your $1,000 budget allocated on those quarterbacks, right? So $1,000 start off budget for everybody, but you could trade startup money for future picks, right? So here we go. You got Joe Burrow coming in at the fifth highest price quarterback, followed by Kyler, Dak, Trey Lance, Jalen Hurts, Derek Carr, Matt Stafford, Justin Fields, and Russell Wilson at 205. Some notable names that you don't see up here, no Kirk Cousins, uh, there's no Trevor Lawrence, there's no, uh, obviously, none of the rookie quarterbacks from 2022 cracked the list, uh, no Zach Wilson, no Mac Jones. Here goes how the top 13 quarterbacks played out, and I'll just say some teams have two of these players on their roster, and uh, some of them paid for two, some of them didn't, and we'll see how those teams kind of played out. But that is what the quarterback values on the OG side were uh, for uh, for the quarterbacks. Jay, just looking at this number, best value of these top 13 right here. Oh, man, this is tough um, because I still think I got the best value in the draft. Don't tell people but who you have. I'm not, telling, I'm not saying who. I, okay, so the two that I saw that I really loved um, was Matt Stafford and Russell Wilson because – they went up on the board the same type of same time as some of these other guys. But, you know, we talked about this a long time ago, our top 12 quarterbacks, and they're in there. Like, they're, they're top 10 guys. And, you know, Russell Wilson has the potential to be a top five quarterback. Matt Stafford has the potential to be a top five quarterback. And you're getting them for 20% of your budget. Like, I just think that's too low. And some guys got some great values. Up at the top is where I struggle, right? You're getting the youth. You're getting, you know, all these things. But, I mean, you didn't mention it. But, like, Justin Herbert, 
$375 for people who are listening to the podcast. It's uh, it's difficult to make a team work, but again, once you pay that, you have Justin Herbert and it makes a big difference. So that's part of the strategy too, is like, yes, you have to allocate money to that player, but once you have that player, you get the four, you, that's the four first of value that you have to pay for Justin Herbert. So it, it's a lot that goes into it, but I think that Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford, despite being a little bit older, were some great value. Trey Lance is one, you know, I've talked about it a lot. It's tough for me to take him as a top eight guy because I don't know if the production is going to be there. So if it's not there, you know, you're kind of struggling in that standpoint. And so you're, you're a little bit hamstrung from a competing perspective. And in a league like this, man, I'm not trying to like sit back and rebuild. I'm trying to compete. I'm trying to win. And so that's, I think, was my kind of build going into it. I'm sure you kind of felt the same way with the same with the way you were building. Yeah. Um, well, we'll get into my build in a second because mine was a little different than everybody else in the league, uh, most people in the league. So I think Russell Wilson at 205 was probably the best value on the board. Um, I still like Hurts at 226. If, if, if you only had to pay $10 more and could get Jalen Hurts over Derek Carr – I don't mind that um, either, but I think Russell Wilson at 205, the best quarterback value on the board. So let's move to the running backs. RB values. What did the OGs pay for the running backs? Jonathan Taylor, 225. So 20% of your budget allocated on Jonathan Taylor, followed by Najee Harris, Javante Williams, DeAndre Swift, Brees Hall, CMC, Cam Akers, Jay, Cam Akers coming in Yikes. at RB1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, RB7 prices. J.K. Dobbins, RB8 at 126. Saquon Barkley, 122. Derrick Henry, 121. Kenneth Walker, 106. Aaron Jones, 101. Joe Mixon, 100. Or Cam Akers, 138. It, easy yeah, um, it's Yeah, the Cam Akers pick is one of the worst ones in the draft. Um, again, we all make mistakes, right? But yeah, right. that was a tough pill to swallow. Um, and I think I want to point this out to the people. When I was doing these scoring projections, Derrick Henry was the number one player um, in the entire league, regardless of position. He scored 31 points per game, more than Josh Allen, Jeez. more than more than uh, Justin Herbert. So he was the guy I was targeting because, again, 121 for the number one player. I don't really care how old he is, you're getting him for $100 less than Jonathan Taylor, yep. and he scores more points than Jonathan Taylor. So, again, all those things kind of factored in. But um, that was one of my favorite values for sure was Derrick yep. Henry, regardless of age. I loved uh, the price for Derrick Henry there. All right, the running backs under $100. Dalvin Cook, 98. Austin Eckler, 97. Nick Chubb, 94. ETN, 86. The only 80 player on the board uh, right in the 80s. Antonio Gibson, 79. Alvin Kamara at 73. What a steal. I still think this is one of the best values yeah. from the running backs. Jacobs at 63, Lenny Fournette at 62, Monty at 60, AJ Dillon at 57, Zeke at 51, James Cook 45, and James Conner 41. Uh, we kind of talked about values. I think Joe Mixon was an incredible value. Alvin Kamara yep. at 73, great value. Uh, what do you feel about uh, James Cook being in there with the uh, is the rookie RB three at forty five, AJ Dillon at fifty seven, um, Travis Etienne under a hundred bucks? How do you feel about some of those guys under a hundred? Um, I I liked a lot of them. You know, Travis Etienne was a guy that I was in on. I liked the price there. Uh, Kamara obviously loved that price. Um, Dillon was a guy that I was pissed I couldn't get. I just couldn't allocate any more money to him. I think he's going to be great this season. You know, you see Aaron Jones going for one hundred one. Now he went a little bit earlier. But get Dylan at 57, I think they both have a great shot at producing at similar levels. Maybe Jones a little bit higher because of the passing game. But I think both are going to be great this season. Um, Ray, I have a question for you, actually, to throw it back to you quickly. 
But Tony Pollard actually went for $40 in this league. Yeah. So you talk about James Cook. Would you rather have James Cook $45 or Tony Pollard for yeah, $40? Cook. Give me Cook. Give really? me young dude. Give me, give me Cook. Give me Cook. I, I be, and here's the thing, people. I think the interesting thing about auction as we look at these values, man, it's when the players were nominated, right? When you get players that are nominated early, right? They always are going to go for more than the players that are nominated later. Like the budget's, the budget's gone down. Uh, people have to penny pinch a little bit. But that, that's how the running back shaped out. So let's go let's go to wide receiver values real quick because I want to get to some of the teams. I mean, this is this is wild. Jamar almost 200. Yeah. Jefferson 185. Cooper Cup 124. CeeDee Lamb 121. Wide receiver five. Drake London at 105. Yep. Wide receiver five as far as price. Drake London. I love Drake London more than anybody. There's no way on this planet I'm spending... 10% of my budget on a rookie wide receiver who could bust. Like, we still don't know if he's going to be good. Debo, T. Higgins, A.J. AJ Brown round out the $100 players. You got D.K. Metcalf for 86 Waddle for 84 uh, Adams for 80 Tyreek for 80 Traylon, same price as Tyreek and Devontae Oof. Adams. Uh, Rashad Bateman at 77 Garrett Wilson at 70 uh, Joe, good morning to you. I see Joe just came in the building. You got to go back, Joe, and, and watch the first the first part of this. I laid like the whole thing out, the whole exercise, whole thing out. You want you'll you'll want to rewind it, Joe. Go back and watch it. Um, Keenan Allen, sixty nine. Terry McLaurin, sixty six. A Rob, sixty four. Darnell Mooney, sixty one. Mike Evans, fifty six down there. JMO, fifty nine. So this is what um this is this is what we paid for the receivers, Jay. Uh, when I look at Traylon, is the same price as Tyreek, Devontae Adams, Jalen yeah. Waddle. It's, it's the Ugh. rookies, man. The rookies are man. very highly priced in this league. And they did go up pretty early. So, like, Drake London, I think, was up even on the first day. So that's part of it. People don't know kind of what the value is. They're not really sure how things are going to shake out. But Mike Evans is probably one of my favorite values by far. Uh, $56 for a guy who will be a wide receiver one this season should be, you know, he could be 1,500 yards and 15 touchdowns. Like, I love Mike Evans this year. One of my favorite values. Actually, even still, like Mooney at 61, you know, behind Allen Robinson, McLaurin, Keenan Allen. I think, like we talked about, the targets will be there. I really like that value. Um, I'm not sure. How, how do you feel about Deontay at 71? Well, he let's, was the guy that I kind let's, of let's wanted, keep it, let's, but didn't go into it. Let's keep it going, man, because we're, we're pushing time. So let's keep it going. Pitt, Pittman didn't make the list. I think it was just an oversight. It's a lot of players, but Pittman went for $86, I believe. I think Pittman was $86, so he'll be right there in that DK Metcalf, DJ Moore range. So he was he was permitted he was he was omitted by accident, y'all. Pittman Pittman was $84, I'm almost positive that's where Michael Pittman Jr.'s value at. Just a little oversight, you know. It wouldn't be a Jay Rich graphic without some oversight in there somewhere, but Pittman was in the 80s, all right? Let's go to the tight ends and finish this up and get into the teams. Brace yourselves. Brace yourselves for the tight ends. All right. Kyle Pitts went for 209. Wow. Um, 20% of the budget on a tight end. Mark Andrews, 161. Travis Kelsey, 95. Darren Waller, 72. Hawkinson, 69. Schultz, 69. Goddard, Fryermuth, 55, 54, respectively. Then a big drop down. Mike Gusecki at 32. Noah Fant, Dawson Knox, Cole Komet, all at 25. And then $23 for Albert Akui Boonham. Akui Boonham, 
Alberto, 23 bucks for the tight ends, man. So, whew, Jay, that's a high price for Kyle Pitts, man. That's a high do it. price for Couldn't Kyle do Pitts. Couldn't do it. Couldn't Was do it. Was it on Andrews? Couldn't do it for Pitts, though. Couldn't do Couldn't it. Couldn't do it. Yep, and 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 no Kittle. Uh, where's Kittle at? It's another Jay Rich oversight. It's okay. It's okay. Why isn't this Kittle is, on the list? I don't know why what's, Kittle's what's not on the list, man? but I think Kittle was a eighty or ninety dollar player. Eighty or ninety dollar. He went player. for a hundred, I think. Kittle he went, went for a hundred. So Kittle over uh, Kittle over Travis Kelsey. J- Reggie, show some context on why tight ends went as high as they did in this league. There's, I'm telling you, what the context is, man. It's this is auction. It's just when they get nominated, right? And you know, yeah, it's some bonuses for tight end, but nothing, nothing ridiculous, right? But I think when people dynasty and they get in an auction, they try to pick a direction. They're like, I want to be productive struggle. I want all these rookies. I want all these young guys. And people drive the fucking price up on these players. And, you know, people just continue to bid. 20% of your budget on a tight end. I just could not. You could have gotten Kelsey over two times. Could have gotten two Travis Kelseys for Kyle Pitts, man. Kyle Pitts cost more than Jamar Chase, uh, Justin Jefferson, uh, that he would have been the second highest price running back, right? Well, think about it, he went for even more. Yeah, second highest price running back went for more than Russell Wilson. Um, like it's uh, it's pretty crazy to see what happened with Kyle Pitts. Again, not not the strategy I would take, but this is the problem: is that people, you know, they don't know what the values are going to be towards the end, and they start paying up for some of these guys. Yep, yep. And all, all of right. a sudden, they're they're holding the bag in the end, and it's not so good. All right, so let's look at the teams, and as we look at the teams, we're going to pay attention to the budget. So we're going to start with Matt Bruning. Shout out uh, Campus to Canton. Make sure you tap into their stuff. Here goes Matt Bruning's team. We all love Matt Bruning. He had a one thousand dollar budget, and here's what his team consists of. And he ended up trading for Justin Herbert, but this is what his team looks like. Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers, and Desmond Ritter at quarterback, 14-team league. That's awesome, right? Pretty good quarterback core. Tyler Algier, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Deontay Foreman, Melvin Gordon, Naeem Hines, Damian Pierce, Trey Sermon, Abe Smith, and Jeff Wilson round out his running back room. Wide receivers, he's got the Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert stack. Robbie Anderson, Odell Beckham Jr., David Bell, Kenny Galladay, Tim Patrick, Michael Pittman Jr., Jamison Williams, Garrett Wilson on his roster as well, along with Evan Ingram, Jeremy Ruckert, and Robert Tanyan. So tight ends, weak, running backs, it's best ball. It, it will, yeah, it is best ball. It, it, it'll do, right? Quarterback's really strong. Receiving core, nice. Like the receiving core. Pittman and Garrett Wilson and Tim Patrick and Keenan Allen should be solid for Matt Bruning. He had a $1,000 budget, so he had a full allotment of money, and this is the team he put together. What do you think about Bruning's team, Jay Rich? I mean, I like it a little bit more after the trade, right? It's it's one of those things that you look at his team and you're like, damn, those running backs suck, but you just you just need as many shots as you can get, right? Like, it's, it's not going to be pretty throughout the season, but you hope that every week you get two of those guys, maybe three of those guys. You got Herbert and Rodgers anchoring your team. You got Keenan Allen, you know, Kenny Galladay if he works out Pittman. Like the thing with Bruning's team is he needs J-Mo and Garrett Wilson to be good. And then I think his team is very competitive. Tim Patrick will give him some weeks. I think, but I think he needs those two guys to come back and be really good. And that's what will set him apart from some of these guys because he's got the elite talent up top of quarterback, but he needs to kind of fill in the roster. But that's the case with everybody, man. Like none of these rosters are perfect. Everyone has holes and things they need to figure out. And that's just part of the auction strategy is how do you navigate these waters and work with the money that you have down the stretch. Yeah, man. Um, 
think it's a solid team, man. The running backs, he desperately needs J.K. Dobbins, desperately, uh, to yeah. be healthy and to be ready. So that's Bruning's team. Let's go to let's go to Mike's team, 4D Chess. Let's go to Mike, the McNutted. Make sure you tap into 4D Chess. I was listening to Mike's show last night because I am a patron. I pay. I'm a patron. He was talking about how much he doesn't like 14-team leagues either. He's not a fan of them. Uh, he'll play in them. It's the competition. It's the spirit. It's challenging, man. 14-team league is 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 very different than a 12-team league and a hell of a lot different than a 10-team league. But I thought that was a good job. And yes, people are asking. Somebody actually paid $375 for Justin Herbert and then traded him? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So let's look at yes, Mike's he team. Here's Mike's team. Mike had a $1,000 budget. And here's his team. Jacoby Brissett, Jared Goff, Marcus Mariota, Davis Mills, Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, Carson Wentz, Tristan Ebner, Zeke Elliott, Daryl Henderson, Josh Jacobs, Alvin Kamara, and Samaj P. Ryan are the running backs, wide receivers, Jamison Crowder, Mike Evans, Deontay Johnson, Zay Jones, Terry McLaurin, John Mechie, Darnell Mooney, Amari Rogers, and LaVisca Chenault. Tight ends, Donald Parham, Drew Sample, and Adam Troutman. Now, while everybody is going to look at these quarterbacks and say these are god-awful, which it is true, they are awful, in best ball, all you need is for these quarterbacks to be good like two weeks apiece, right? Like you just need Wentz to be good for two weeks. You need Tannehill to give you three. You need Ryan to give you four. Davis Mills give you three. Mariota give you two. Goff give you four. Brissett give you three. And he'll be able to roll out these two of these crappy quarterbacks every week. You know, these aren't quarterbacks that you're going to build a, a dynasty roster with long term. But best ball is a different animal. So I think this QB horde will work out for him this year for the quarterback position. I think he got incredible value with Alvin Kamara and Josh Jacobs and Ezekiel Elliott. He got all three running backs for under $100 a piece, which is fantastic value in best ball. Receivers, pretty solid with Mike Evans, Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin, Darnell Mooney. Tight ends are awful. His tight ends are awful. But uh, yeah. he's got three good running backs for the next couple of years, some solid receivers, and hot dog water at quarterback that would get him through this year. So what do you think about this team? I mean, for Mike's team, it was simple, right? He waited on quarterback, and in some ways he paid for it a little bit. You know, He paid a little yeah. more than he wanted to for some of these guys. He got stuck with a couple of guys. But at the end of the day, like it's a 14-team league, and he has, what, seven quarterbacks, maybe six quarterbacks if you don't want to count Jacoby Brissett. So he can make some moves. He can trade some guys. There's going to be teams that want to compete. They don't have enough quarterbacks. There's teams that only have two quarterbacks, so he can maybe make deals with them. But, yeah, I think one of his big issues with his team is he got really screwed at tight end because he didn't have enough money to start bidding on some of the tight ends that were going and ultimately ends up with basically, you know, realistically maybe a zero burger multiple weeks um, from the tight end yeah. spot. There's just not a whole lot you're going to get from those guys. But loved his receivers, loved the running back value that he found. It's just how does how do those quarterbacks it's, work in season? It's a ton of shots, ton of shots on the dartboard, but we'll have to see kind of how it ultimately shakes out because, you know, I look at Matt Ryan, Tannehill, Wentz as probably your core three guys you uh, want to work every week. Maybe you get a Davis Mills or a Goff, but, I mean, even with just Matt Ryan and Tannehill and Wentz, Oh, it's tough to predict a massive ceiling, but maybe he can get there with all those guys. It's a um in a couple of years he's going to be up. He's going to this is going to be interesting to see how he works this out because after yeah. this season, all of these quarterbacks could not have a job after this season. Like every last one yep. of them, right? They could be 
They could be backups. They could be out of the NFL, every last one of them. So it's going to be interesting to see how he works that. You know, Zeke, we really don't want him, but we know he's going to get a bunch of volume. Uh, Jacobs and Kamara, a little bit older. I like the receivers. Tight end is bad. It's going to be interesting to see how he works this one out. Um, I do think the QB horde here will work out in his favor, but you still got to – you still. You still got to score trading points partners, in the other right? positions, right? Um, yeah. But uh, I just wanted to defend the quarterback build for a second, and Mike had a $1,000 budget to start. So now we're going to look at our boy JB, Jordan Backus. He runs the analytics over here at DD. If you're sub to the Patreon, you know he puts out dope information for us uh, weekly uh, during the season. So let's look at Jordan Backus's team. JB, he had a big stack. He had 11.25 to start. So he had one of the highest budgets to begin with. Uh, you could trade, you know, people were trading first rounders for money. JB traded his 23 first to get 125 additional startup dollars, which gave his budget 11.25. And this is what he did with that 11.25. Teddy Bridgewater, Taylor Heineke, Kyler Murray, and Russell Wilson as quarterbacks, running backs, Brees Hall, Keeney and Wangwu, Keyshawn Vaughn, Jamal Williams, Javante Williams, and Kyron Williams at running back. Receiver Braxton Berrios, Will Fuller, T. Higgins, DeAndre Hopkins, CeeDee Lamb, Curtis Samuel, Khalil Shakir, Laquan Treadwell, and Sterling Shepard. Tight ends Pat Fryermuth, OJ Howard, Trey McBride, and Cade Otten. What do you think about this team? It uh, it started real hot. It did start JB. hot. And, and then he kind of had to take a back seat, right? Yeah. You know, he quickly got Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Brees Hall, Javante Williams. And then and he was out. Him. Oh, and T. Higgins was and the other T. one. And then he was just like, he had no money, right? It was it was difficult. He's, he's got a top-heavy team, super high ceiling from a lot of those guys. But it's how does he fill in the rest of those yeah. roster spots that we have to play every week. But it's it's a Stars and Scrubs lineup. It could work. It's it's not the way that I always like to build, but – you know, it's it's at least what I give JB a lot of credit. He has a ton of trade value on this team. Like, there's a bunch of players that if he wants to blow it up, people will need to tr- will want to trade a lot to get them. And I think that's where a stars and scrubs lineup isn't the worst scenario because he's got guys that he can trade for multiple first round picks and all these types of things. So I do like the build from a stars and scrubs standpoint. It's just difficult to win a 14 team best ball with a stars and scrubs lineup overall. Yeah, and I figured YouTube would like it because of the names. You see Kyler, you see Brees, you see Javante, you see Higgins, you see Lamb. What I see is a top-heavy team that doesn't have the depth to go 25. Like, it just it's going to be tough, yeah. man. Like, and that's just – and if you haven't played in a lot of, of best ball league, it's going to be tough. Like, those stars are definitely going to help propel these teams, you know, up. But you you've got to have – depth and I think it's just lacking the depth after Brees and Javante I think he had another running back Jay I think you need to check JB's team and make sure I thought he had three good young running backs like I feel like this is not accurate for for JB um but T Higgins CD Lamb uh, I meant the receivers are T Higgins and CD Lamb I mean you got Barrios Nuke when he comes back I think it's fine. I think it's. I think yeah. It's, that's it for his team. Those are those are all. Oh, those are okay. That's it. I, I think it's fine. We'll see if the depth is going to be able to uh, to be able to play out though. Um, thought it was a solid team for JB. Uh, for a, if I had eleven twenty five, I would have built a fucking monster. I promise you that. I promise you that. <laughs> Uh, but I did not have 11.25. We'll see what I had to start with at the beginning in a second. Let's go to Adams. Yeah, Joe, I don't like the tight ends either. But let's go to uh, let's go to Gene's team. Excuse me, Gene's team. So 40 off the line. 
here goes Eugene's team. He's got Matt Stafford and Lamar Jackson, filthy, filthy quarterback room. I mean, just uh, one of the best quarterback rooms in the entire league, entire 28 teams. Running backs, Eno Benjamin, Snoop Connor, Dalvin Cook, Khalil Herbert, Rashad Penny, B-Rob, and DeAndre Swift. So you got two studs in there with Cook and DeAndre Swift. Penny apparently is the lead back in Seattle, so you got that. Receivers, DJ Chark, Corey Davis, Devin DuVernay, Russell Gage, A.J. Green, Van Jefferson, Jerry Judy, Jarvis Landry, Devontae Parker, and Robert Woods. Tight ends, Mark Andrews, Daniel Bellinger, Tyler Higby, Ricky Seals-Jones, and Irv Smith Jr. What do you think about Gene's team, man? I thought he put together a sock for what he had to work with, man. I thought he put together a decent squad, man. Yeah, Gene did a great job. You know, he did have 1151 budget. So yeah, that, yes, let's talk his budget. He, that's he too, right? He too... This is key, you guys. He had eleven fifty one, eleven fifty one. Right. So, I mean, I love that he got the Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews stack. I was not happy about that during the draft. The issue for him was the wide receivers fell a little bit short for me. Um, he he spent a lot on a couple guys, and that kind of short stacked him down the stretch. But overall, he has a good team, and a few of those guys can come through every week. Like you know, Russell Gage getting pumped every day in the news. It seems I think he's got a great shot. And then on top of that, having Matt Stafford, Lamar Jackson just keeps your team next level high ceiling, right? So I, I like the team he built. I think it's good. But like you mentioned, 1151 budget, he, he didn't quite get the value he hoped. Um, but paying 301 for Lamar Jackson, paying, you know, 20, I think it was 210 for Matt Stafford makes it tough um, when you're spending that much money on those guys. Yeah, right? 214 so for Stafford and 307 on Lamar. So he spent 50% of his budget on uh, two uh, two quarterbacks. But again, the depth, what's 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 going to happen? You know, the receiving core is, in my opinion, the weakest part of this team is the wide receiver room, right? It's, um, but it's I, fine, right? It's Just fine. a lot of shots in the dark. Some older guys, like Devontae Parker could be the one. Robert Woods could be the one, you know? Like, yep. we'll see what kind of happens with these guys. Jerry Judy should see a ton of targets, right? Van Jefferson yeah, might Russell catch Gage. touchdowns here or there, right? Russell Gage, Gage too. Should see a ton of yeah. targets. So it's not, it's not that they're bad, right? And even Duvernay, like that's sneaky when you have I like Lamar. it in best ball, yeah. If Lamar, if Lamar throws a touchdown to Duvernay, that's big points for you, yep. right? So I do like the build overall. He found some great pieces. It's just that wide receiver room is a little bit weaker for me, but that's just, again, that's just how he chose to build it. And I think he still has a great competitive team overall. I think he's got a solid team as well, man. I, I, and, and what he could do is try to – I mean, he he can he can move some players and try to improve that wide receiver room if he wants to. So good Absolutely. job by good job by Gene. Let's go to Adam, the other half of the four D chess guys. Um, Adam had a a higher uh, a higher stack budget. He had thirty extra dollars, so he started off with ten thirty. So Adam started off with ten thirty, and he walks away with Trevor Lawrence, Drew Locke, Kenny Pickett as his quarterbacks, Chase Edmonds, Joe Mixon, Tony Pollard, and Kenneth Walker at running back. Wide receivers, Ayuk, Tyler Boyd, Hollywood Brown, Paris Campbell, Chris Godwin, KJ Hamler, Julio Jones, Tyler Lockett, Juju Smith-Schuster, Adam Thielen, Kadarius Tony, Sammy Watkins, and Cedric Wilson hammered wide receivers in the auction. And he's got the best tight end room, I think, in the league. Kittle, uh, Chiggy, Albert O, and Darren yeah. Waller are his tight ends. I think he has the best tight end room. He's got tons of options at wide receiver. Adam did make a trade yesterday, so he traded Joe Mixon with Cam Akers straight up. So he's got Cam Akers oh, instead yeah. of Joe Mixon. Uh, Chase Edmonds, Tony Pollard, Kenneth Walker. Good running backs, but he's only got four, man. He's only got four wide yeah. receivers, man. He's only got four. I mean, four running backs. Man. That's, he's only got four running backs. So Adam's going to have to do something there. Um, I do believe he has his first-round pick next year. Well, what are your thoughts on Adam's team? 
Um, it's it's the one sidedness of it, right? When I was building it out, he's the only team where I had to legitimately change the font size for his team to show the wide receivers. Um, it's just for me, it's it's tough to build a team that's so one sided, like to have no running backs and a few quarterbacks. Like you know, we want Trevor Lawrence to be good. Kenny Pickett should be fine. But to really only have Joe Mixon and Kenneth Walker now, Cam Akers and Kenneth Walker, it's just tough, man. You know, I think we're still starting two running backs in this league. Um, and it's just, it's tough, man. You got to have more options than that. I get what he was doing with the wide receivers and the tight ends. They're, they're going to be great. Like they'll be flexed. They'll be great. But I'm curious how it works out with the running backs, knowing that you only got four options right now and you can't really move some of those wide receivers for running backs. It's just not easy moves to make in this league format, but maybe he can make some of those moves and make his team a little bit better and more balanced overall. Yeah, man. Um, and just, just for, uh, because I don't think we, we, uh, said it. Eric has got it right here. It's one quarterback, one super flex. So you're trying to start two quarterbacks, two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end and three flex spots. So those are the set, the, the roster setups. Jay Rich, let's get into your squad, which I think you oh, no. definitely have one of the better quarterback rooms as well, along with Gene. Let's get into your team, Jay Rich. So Jay Rich, like to see all that green there. He's got Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott as his quarterbacks. Very good. Would like to see a little more depth there, but very good. Very good quarterback room. Leonard Fournette, Duke Johnson, Ronald Jones, Anthony McFarlane, Cordero Patterson, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Devin Singletary, Zamir White, and Darrell Williams as his running backs, wide receivers, Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, Michael Gallup, Lil Jordan Humphrey, K.J. Osborne, D.P.J., Byron Pringle, Cortland Sutton, my man Tyquan Thornton, Nick Westbrook Akine, the number two wide receiver in uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. Dan Arnold, Harrison Bryant, and Dallas Goddard for Jay Rich's squad. Jay Rich, you had a short stack. You had a $950 budget. So you did not have, uh, and you traded this inside the draft, but you had yeah, a little smaller of a budget, away. right? You didn't have as much money to work with. And yet, I still think you built a solid team, man. I love your quarterbacks. I think you've got, you know, Fournette. We'll see what Rojo can do. It's best ball. Miles Sanders, best ball. Patterson, best ball. Singletary's a mirror. Running back room, we'll see. Uh, Adams, A.J. Brown. You get the Dak, the Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown stack. Uh, Cortland Sutton, receivers. Jay, how, did you, how do you feel about this team when you were typing it out? You see it amongst the other teams. How do you feel about this? And Lindsey Mack said, why minus 50? He traded uh he traded fifty bucks for a second round pick in twenty three. So Yeah, I just got some extra go. draft equity there. Cause I, I knew I had some extra money, so I figured I would just trade it for some draft equity. Um but overall I think the team is okay. I, I what I like about it is I think I have starters, right? I have Adams, Brown, Sutton, you know, to start my wide receivers. I have my two quarterbacks. I have Fournette and hopefully one of those, like for me it was just take a thousand shots as running back. I don't care who it is, like just cheap, get cheap guys that you can hope one of those guys works out to be your second running back. Um, obviously, massive Eagles stack. If the yeah. Eagles are good, my team is going to be good with Goddard, Hurts, and Brown, um, and Miles Sanders, and Boston Scott. So there's a lot of things that I just – I found value in that Eagles stack. You know, I got Hurts for pretty cheap. And then, you know, even Tyquan Thornton, a decent best ball pick. Byron Pringle, who may find a role in Chicago, may not be a great role. And then K.J. Osborne, a guy that I've told you about that I really, really like this year. Um, we'll see what happens with Thielen. But he was heavily involved. He had 83 targets last season. I just really like the way he could shake out as another flex option. So 
I like it, man. I think I think it's a good team. I think there's still work to be done, but I think I set a good foundation for what, what I about, could do in the future. What about that Anthony McFarlane pick? Hey, man, if they're going to take away snaps from Najee Harris, I'm like, who's going to be the guy? It's going to be – I got him for like two bucks. Man, why not? You, you never wasted know. $2, but you you put together a good team, Jay Rich. You put I, I thought you put together a good team. I do think you need to – Adams it's, Brown. It's the running back room, right? Yeah. It's the running back room for The me. running back room probably a little bit, right? Just a little bit in the running back room, but not much, man. Like if you could flip – uh, Devonte Adams for a tear down at receiver and get you know a couple of pieces back. I think that would be awesome yeah. for you. So, all right, man. Um, my team. Let's talk about my team because I had a handicap that only one other person on the new side had. Um, I traded for two first round picks in 2023. So another key wrinkle in this league is you only get one year of future draft picks to trade. So all we had was 2023 20, picks to work with, one through four. I we traded. We call that the J. Rich rule around here. What'd you say? I said we call that the J. Rich rule because you know I trade all my picks for you future trade, we, we implemented you had to, this. You had to handicap me. We and I implemented know that this for J. Rich because this son of a bitch will get into a draft and literally trade every pick, every pick for players. And we said the J. Rich rule, we're not doing that. Only 2023 20, picks. So I traded 250 startup auction dollars. Jay, I started the auction with $750, which was a significant handicap. $750. It's all I had, man. And uh, here's the team that I put together with $750. The auction startup value. You saw players, uh, gamers with $1,000, $1,100, $1,050. I had $750 to work with. And here we go. Uh, quarterbacks, Justin Fields, Sam Howell, Baker Mayfield, Malik Willis. Running backs, Michael Carter, Tyrion Davis-Price, A.J. Dillon, Damian Harris, Marlon Mack, David Montgomery, Ramondre Stevenson, and Rashad White are my running backs. Wide receivers, Kendrick Bourne, Jahan Dotson, Christian Kirk, Alan Lazard, Drake London, D.J. Moore, Elijah Moore, Amir Smith-Marset, Jalen Tolbert, Marquez Valdez-Scanling, John Bates, TJ Hawkinson, and David Njoku rounded out my tight end room. $750 budget. I traded for Drake London and DJ Moore. I traded one of my three first round picks to get Drake London and DJ Moore. Um, I ended up winning Derek Carr and then flip Carr for Justin Fields. I traded for Baker Mayfield. I had Amon Ross St. Brown traded to get Baker Mayfield. Uh, you know, I had to get some fucking dart throw quarterbacks. So who knows what Howell and Malik Willis will be. But my quarterback room is by far, I think, the weakest part of this team. Fingers crossed Justin Fields is good and Baker Mayfield gets traded. Uh, running backs, uh, I like the running back room. TDP, A.J. Dillon, Damian Harris, Montgomery, yeah. White, Stevenson. Uh, receivers, I think I did pretty solid there. And tight ends, I thought that was fine. So... Jay, what do you think about um this? Nope, I did not. Uh, I didn't. Um, I didn't pay that price for Drake London, Joe. I didn't pay that price. Uh, Jay, I'll let <laughs> I you take. Were thinking that. I'll let you take this. Uh, I'll let you take this analysis, man. I think you did a good job. You know, um, 
I think the biggest thing, like you said, is the QB room. You need Fields to be good. And if he's not good, you're in big trouble, right? Um, you have AJ Dillon, you have David Montgomery to round out your running backs, which is great. And then you have a lot of shots at wide receiver. I think it shouldn't depend on kind of how you can manufacture that QB room. Cause like you mentioned, you're already trying to, you know, move some pieces around. You moved Carr, which was, was surprising to me because I figured he could be your anchor quarterback and you can maybe trade for somebody else. But obviously you got Drake London and DJ Moore for very, very cheap. Um, we're not going to get into who you traded with to get that done, but you did take advantage of someone who was tilting hard in the middle of the draft. You have a good tight end room. You have good wide receivers. I think you have a good team. It's just how do you navigate the quarterback situation? You were short stacked, and you definitely let the people know that multiple times as a little hedge. But uh, overall, I think you did a good job. Yeah, man. I mean, but I think it's I think it's important, though, man. Um, you know, I, I mean it sincerely. If you gave me eleven hundred dollars, I would have smashed this draft. There's no doubt. Like, and I think the big lesson for me, Jay, is being short stacked. It made me patient because I knew that I couldn't bid on like I knew I couldn't get Herbert and Allen and Mahomes. So I didn't even like I didn't even bother. Like the first two days of the auction, I had won zero players, man. Like I had nobody. Everybody else was winning players. I had nobody. I just had to sit back. I couldn't buy Taylor. I was out like you see, I don't have any of those running backs. No hundred dollar running back on the roster. Right. When you look at the wide receivers. I got Drake London, but I didn't pay that for him. Like I don't have any of the any of the receivers on the left hand side. Like I don't even have those kind of values. So uh, you know, to be 750 in, I think I got a pretty good team, man. I think this is a, a pretty good team. Um I've got two first rounders for 2023, everybody asking. Yeah. So I traded for I ended up with three. I had three to start. I've got two right now. Um, so my quarterback situation, what I'm hoping is I can hit in the lottery and get CJ, CJ Stroud or Bryce Young or Will Levis or Tyler Van Dyke or Anthony Richardson to help that quarterback room. I am a big believer in Justin Fields. I think he's going to take a step forward. We talked about it in the discord last night. I think Baker Mayfield's still one of the best 32 quarterbacks in the NFL. And I think he's going to have a job somewhere, maybe not long-term security, but, yeah. uh, bridge quarterback. A deal like Mitch Trubisky got, right, where he's a bridge quarterback, two years here, I think he'll be there. So um, ultimately, uh, that's that's what I put together with uh, with uh, 750, the, one of the shortest stacks in the entire uh, in the entire auction. And you just got to be patient. You have to have discipline and you got to be diligent in roster construction after the fact to try to make some trades to improve your team. And uh, that's one thing I don't fuck around with. So let's get let's get to it. So. Um, a lot of good teams in this league. There are 21 other teams that we did not get a chance to review. Um, Eric V, who's in the chat, he's, he's my boy. He's an OG Heisman member. I know he walked away with Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Jameis Winston, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, uh, and Stephon Diggs as the core of his team. So, again, just those names that I just rattled off from his team. Strong win-now team. Yeah, we're going to link the board in the description if people want to go yeah, look at it for sure yeah we'll link the the board um there's a whole nother side of 14 teams that we did not get a chance to analyze uh this is uh this is what we did so we're going to kind of follow this throughout the season see who wins the belt once we get the belt in we'll show the belt off but this is going to be a fun league highly competitive uh, a lot of twists and turns and wrinkles in this league uh jay Auction, big, big one. I thought it, I thought it went well, man. I thought this was a good exercise. And here's the thing, man. These values and prices, this shit, 
means absolutely nothing when you get into your auction. Nothing. Because every auction, is it's not like ADP. Every auction is different. Everybody values these players differently. We, we've been talking about, is there any way to put together a template, a formula uh, for people to be better at auction? I don't know. We haven't we haven't figured that out yet. Um, but we'll see, man. I thought this was a good exercise, and I'm excited to see how this league plays out. Yeah, man. It's like you said, right? Auctions are awesome. They're a ton of fun, especially this one. Like 50 players on the board at one time, bids flying around like crazy, guys getting bid up and all this stuff. Um, it was just a ton of fun overall. Would highly recommend someone do it if they've never tried it because it was so fun. But yeah, there's a lot of strategy. You have to be super patient, diligent, be in there, really looking at how you view these players relative to their value. Because to me, that was that was my biggest takeaway, Ray, was as much as I loved the younger players, they were drastically overvalued relative to the production I can get from an older guy. And for me, when I'm in an auction, I am paying for production, right? That's that's what I'm building my team around is production and how they can produce for me during the season. Um, it's it's very different when you're doing a snake draft where you're not you're not betting on that. You're just taking players where their average draft position is and kind of betting that way. Um, in a lot of ways, auction is very different in that sense. But I would highly recommend someone try it if you've never tried it. And I think this can give you an idea of the different ways you can build, how you can allocate your money, and various ways that you can succeed. You see some good teams, some bad teams, and different ways you can build a roster. But I think we showed you guys a few different ways that you can ultimately build in auctions. And, and I think the key is just be diligent and be patient because patient. it's going to take a while. But patience is everything. If you can, If you can afford to be patient and not always spend up for that top guy, you can find some value, and I think we showed you that today. You want to put a bet which team finishes higher, mine or yours? You think your team is better than mine? Yeah, I think my team is better than yours. I don't think the people would disagree. They may just say that you did more with your money, but that's because you made a trade that Whose team's never better? been made. Whose team's it's, better? This team? Jay Rich's team? I mean, my team is better. I don't think that's really is debatable. Is Jay Rich's team better, or is Ray GQ's team better? If you all, if the people out there, let us know in the comments whose team's better. We'll put a, we'll put a, you know, Jay, we're going to start, y'all got DoorDash in Canada, right? Like DoorDash, yeah. like yeah. we're going to start doing dinner bets because you don't pay up any Topo bets. So we're just going to be like DoorDash with something to eat cash now. Yet, so you can't right say now. Son of a gun. All right, man. Let's, uh, let's get out of here. You know, Friday we were going to do uh prop value things for wide receivers, but I think I, I really want to dive into some of the news, Jay. I really want to talk about the fallout for Dobbins. We might get yeah. some Watson news. What this means for Gronk and the and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and what we should be, how we should be valuing Mike Evans this season, and maybe moving forward. I think there's a lot of news items that we just want to we need to talk through. So let's do that, man. Let's do that, man. Yeah, I'm down with that. We'll do we'll do a big we'll do a big news show. Talk about that. And yes, Joe, this is for money. It's for a big prize pool, weekly prize pools, yeah. big payouts. It's uh, it's gonna be a big one. Yeah, for sure. Joe, it was for a hundred dollar buy-in. Yeah, it was a hundred dollar buy-in. It was a hundred dollar buy-in. We're doing weekly payouts, the high score on both sides. We're doing conference final championship money prizes, and then the big pot is like two thousand dollars and a yeah. custom metal, not the plastic Nerf shit, like a real custom engraved destination Devi championship belt. Uh, to the winner, losers got to pay for shipping of that bitch to the to the winning team every year. So uh, it's for money. It's for a lot of pride. It's it's a tight knit group. A lot of egos in there. You see some of the names that we talked about. A lot of sharp minds on both sides of the uh, of the of the ledger, man. So it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun to track this one. But I appreciate y'all hanging with us, man. 
I appreciate y'all uh, hanging with us today and going through this. Hopefully, uh, it encourages some people out there to try an auction. Love it. Love it. 24-hour clock is brutal. And for those people who think it like it lasts for months, what did we finish the draft in a week and a half? Two weeks and we're done yeah, with the draft. Not bad. even two weeks, man. Bad. Not even two yeah, full weeks and we're done with the draft. So it doesn't take as long as people think. And that was with 28 damn teams drafting. So we appreciate you tapping into the content. Hit the thumbs up button. Subscribe. Use the promo code Wake Up on Prize Picks. Check out all the dope content on the lineup. 4D off the line. What me and Jay Rich are doing every single day. Tell your friends about it. Sign up for the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash all gas. Enjoy your Wednesday. We'll be back on Friday. We love you. We out. Peace.